This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. But look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because, because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to talk about on this episode. The Rams make a gigantic move on the defensive front. How will that help them? Also, who signs Cam Newton? What do the Texans and the Sixers have in common? We'll also get into... The Inglewood High School controversial move on the football field this past weekend. And are the is the Chargers offense still electric? All of that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, what I need you to do is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton213. You can also catch up with me and subscribe to all the latest interviews from the world of sports and entertainment at youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. All right, y'all, the Rams, we know, made a blockbuster move in acquiring the services of one Von Miller from the Denver Broncos in exchange for the 2022 second round and third round picks in the upcoming next year's, or should I say next year's NFL draft. There was a lot going on with the Rams, right? We know what happened on Sunday as they destroyed the Houston Texans 38-22. to they had him up 38 nothing at the end of three quarters before Matthew Stafford was pulled for John Wolford. And good Lord, why the hell was John Wolford even in the game? But we'll talk about that later on for another day. However, the fact remains that when they lost Kenny Young, they decided to trade Kenny Young for cap reasons. And there was a head scratcher. I mean, I, I scratched my head. I was like, what, what, is the, what are the Rams doing? What is the plan? And if you follow the Rams for any period of time, you know they make head-scratching moves, but at the end of the day, uh the Rams, when I look at general manager Les Sneed, when I look at Sean McVay, I look at them as Hannibal Smith from the A-team. They love it when a plan comes together. And uh, unfortunately for them, once again, <laughs> this plan has come together. Because even though they lost Kenny Young, who I thought was playing really incredible football on the defensive front, a young guy, UCLA product, back in Los Angeles, he moved, they traded him on, and Von Miller happens to be now the guy that they selected. Now, imagine this. You're putting Von Miller with Aaron Donald. You're putting Von Miller with Ernest Jones, a young rookie who actually got the game ball, who played exceptional against the Houston Texans on Sunday. You're putting him also in that same defense that consists of Jalen Ramsey. Now, the Rams apparently don't care about draft picks because if they did, they wouldn't be mortgaging the farm the way they are. They, are, they do believe and they understand the task at hand. You have one mission. That is to, to capture a Super Bowl title within the next two years. The Rams have always done the remarkable moves. And I say that because they're a great organization. Say what you want. I know some people, they have their, their, their favorite teams and whatnot. But when you look at the organ, organization from top to bottom, from Stan Kroenke on down, they run a really great organization over there at the Rams. And you look at what Stan Kroenke has done when it comes to building the five to six billion dollar palace, better known as SoFi Stadium, that it, that has usurped Jerry's World. Yes, I said it. It's usurped Jerry's World. I've been to Jerry's World, so I could say that. 
you've ever been to SoFi Stadium, if you have not been, you have to go. It is it is a place that you need to be. And they haven't even finished with the entire property yet. When they finish with the entire property sometime in 2022, it's going to be a place for the ages. It is 300 acres. Imagine putting three Disneylands on the same property. That's how big it is. Just to give you an indication for some of you that may not have been able to visit so far yet. Imagine the revenue sharing that is going on when Uncle Jerry, better known as Jerry Jones, brought two teams back to Los Angeles, the, the Rams and the Chargers. So the revenue sharing is ridiculous in the second largest market. Now, the Rams, from the time they came here in 2016 and they didn't have the greatest start, they made sure they made an impact on and off the field in the various communities in the black and brown and other communities around los angeles and then on the field they knew they had to make strong moves they did what it took to get the the right players in place they mortgaged a first round pick for jalen ramsey then they re-signed jalen ramsey they flipped brandon cooks end up getting second round picks that that turned into cam Akers. We all know what a stud Cam Akers is. I know he's injured right now, but he'll be back strong. Trust me. And then you got Van Jefferson, who we see is emerging before our very eyes in that offense under Sean McVay. Sean McVay just won his 50th game as a head coach of the Rams, which is a remarkable accomplishment in itself. Now you let then, excuse me, you add Matthew Stafford for Jerry Goff, who I consider a huge upgrade at quarterback. And now we've seen the ramifications of that. The Rams are seven and one. Could have been eight and no, but I won't get I won't get on them for that. They got a chance to redeem themselves in December on Monday night against the Arizona Cardinals. But they're seven and one. Now you add Von Miller to that mix. Who in the hell is gonna stop the Rams? I'll wait. And now the Arizona's without JJ Watt, which shrinks their defense because even though jj Watt is past his prime but the influence and the impact on the field with those younger defensive guys really made a difference and now he's gone for the year so now we're seeing an upgrade for the for the rams defense and say what you want about Bama. yeah he's, he's he's up there in age i get that but he can still play he can still produce and he doesn't have to be the man like he was in denver he could actually share that responsibility with Aaron Donald. You remember, I think it was Indomitian uh, uh, Sue, the year they had Indomitian Sue with Aaron Donald and how Aaron Donald was actually getting freer in most of, for most of the season because he, they, couldn't, they couldn't afford to double-team Aaron Donald and then go one-on-one with Indomitian Sue. That's a, that's a similarity that I see with this defense now. You can no longer just strictly double-team Aaron Donald. Because you're gonna to have to go, you have to play straight up. You gotta play man to man. And now that you got Von Miller, and if you try to double team Von Miller, guess who's gonna break free? So I love this move. Um, I'm interested to see how it's going, how long it's going to take for Von Miller to get acclimated to his role and responsibility under Raheem Morris, who's the defensive coordinator for the Rams, and how they get that together. And it's probably gonna take a week or two before they get acclimated and he really starts to figure things out. But trust me, Von Miller is a sharp football player. And the Rams have definitely made a major move. So congratulations to the Rams because they're out here making moves. And speaking of teams that are out here making moves, I don't know what's in the water in Dallas. 
But man, the Dallas Cowboys are six and one. Who would have thought in this wacky world we call 2021? And without Dak Prescott, I might add, against a pretty decent Minnesota Vikings team. And let me tell you something. Cooper Rush, who was the, who ended up being the starting quarterback, because Dak Prescott was uh has, has been suffering from some injuries concerning his his calf. Um, you know, that, that all stems from the ankle and it probably putting too much pressure on his calf, which, you know, tightens up at times. Cooper Rush had 325 yards. He was 24 for 40, two TDs, had one INT. And this guy is the same guy that led the game-winning drive to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you're the Dallas, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, how long do you keep Dak out? Because with a 17-game season, you're six and one. You're going to more than likely end up winning the division, which opens the opportunity for playoffs. Whether you host a playoff or whether you go on the road, you still got an opportunity to get into the playoffs and make a serious run if you can. Now, I've never been one. I've always, uh, yeah, I continue to talk crap about the Cowboys because I still don't believe it. And even though you guys are six and one, and the Cowboys are six and one, which is really surprising. I have to give credit where it's due. But Cooper Rush is not going to get you to the mountaintop. Here's why I say you may want to, uh, Uncle Jerry may want to make a call to Cam Newton because the vaccination issue is no longer a problem. He's been vaccinated. So that's no longer an issue. And Cam Newton can actually get you wins in games until Dak returns. Now, the question remains, will Cam Newton suffice as a backup? Is he okay with being a backup? Even though he's been a starter in this league and, and taken the Carolina Panthers at one point in time to a Super Bowl. Has he accepted that fact that he is a backup at this point of his career? If he's good with that and he accepts it, the terms and responsibilities, then sign on a dotted line. Because Cooper Rush is only going to get you so far. We don't know how long Dak Prescott is going to be out. I was listening to I listened to uh, Michelle Tafoya from NBC Sports, I believe, for the Sunday night game. And she was saying that injury could possibly be a four week type of injury. Well, that's four weeks. And if I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, you 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 came out of winter against you know the Minnesota Vikings. But if I look at the rest of the schedule, okay, you have the Broncos, Falcons at the Chiefs, home to the Raiders. Right now, this could easily be a two and two type of situation where two wins, two losses in the next four games because the Raiders are still playing some really good football. The Chiefs, you don't know which team is going to show up. But you're at Arrowhead, which is not an easy place to play. Now You look at the Broncos, the Broncos. eh, I'm not impressed with the Broncos. I think that could be a win for the Cowboys as well. But if you go to the playoffs and Dak is not 100 percent ready. You need somebody with experience. And Cooper Rush is not a guy with experience. If you have to play the Rams, if you have to play the Bucks, if you have to play the Green Bay Packers, Cooper Rush is not the dude that you want leading the brigade to try to get a win and to keep your playoff hopes alive. Cam Newton is a guy that you have more trust and value in because he's been in that position before. So if you're smart, you may want to give a call to Cam Newton and his agent. And hopefully he picks up the phone. He's not doing a smoke and sip show when you call him. But Cam Newton is a great is a great opportunity for the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys will have a great opportunity with Cam Newton. But I understand they want to do home; they want to develop homegrown talent. And Cooper Rush had a great game, but let's see what he does next week. 
Because does he crap the bed next week after having such a good debut? And, uh, and when you look at also a plethora of quarterbacks that have gone out, Jameis Winston for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, there's possible ACL and MCL tearing uh, in his leg, according to the early reports. I mean, obviously the, the MRI hasn't come back yet. But if that if that happens to be where Jameis Winston is going to be gone for the year, Tyson Hill is not going to get it done. And in the NFC, you could be a halfway decent team and slide into the playoffs like Trey Turner at the plate. You would be a halfway decent team. And you got Michael Thomas coming back. You got, you know, you got Mark Ingram back on the squad now. You have a chance to make some noise in the NFC South. I mean, who are you battling? The Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons? We already know the Bucs are going to probably end up winning the division. But who do you really have to battle? I mean, if the playoffs started today, the Carolina Panthers will be in the playoffs. Imagine that. So if you're the New Orleans Saints, why not give yourselves an opportunity? If you're Sean Payton, why not give Cam Newton a call as well? If Jerry's going to pass on Cam, no point of you passing on Cam. And that's all I'm saying. This makes better sense, football sense, to get you a quarterback that knows what the hell he's doing and can get you to the next level at, at some point. Because to me, again, as I said before, the three best teams in the NFC are the Rams, the Green Bay Packers, and third, the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then there's everybody else. And if you can't get you, if you don't have enough art, enough in your arsenal to get past one of those three teams, you'll be watching from your couch. Coming up, what do the Texans and the Sixers have in common? Also, we'll get into the Inglewood High controversy out here in Southern California. There's a lot of controversy about them running up the score. And is that even appropriate to run up a score? We'll get into that on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here. On Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. 
As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Now, the WNBA finals have, have gone underway. We all know, listen, if you watch the WNBA playoff game on Friday night against the Aces, against the the Phoenix Mercury, it, you couldn't script a better game than that. Down to the wire, down by two. Asia Wilson, the star that she is, takes the ball, gets blocked by Brittany Griner. Obviously, there's a foul, seven-tenths of a second. Brittany, got it. Brittany Griner goes and knocks down two free throws. The hurt that you see out of Asia Wilson, it hit, it hit, it hit, it hit pretty deep for me because when you cover a team, and any 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 reporter can tell you this, or beat writer can tell you this, when you cover a team, even though you're supposed to be neutral to some degree, you have an have an affection for the team that you're covering. You have a little bit of a soft spot for the team that you're covering. You're not, you, I'm not afraid to criticize, but I'm also not afraid to give credit where it's due. I'm probably the most one of the, one of the most balanced people that you're gonna find when it comes to covering a beat because I'll I'll praise you as much as I'll criticize you. Win, lose, or draw, I'ma still be here. That's always been my mentality since I got into this game. But when you saw Asia Wilson being as distraught as she was, and and you know, screw you people that, that wanted to criticize her and, and had no compassion for her and wanted to, oh man, how could she be so distraught not to talk? Well, that tells me you, sir, are a loser. Because only losers talk like that. Because if you weren't distraught and you weren't so upset because you wanted it so bad to win at anything, whether it be basketball, whether it be things in life, if you're not that distraught, if you work so hard for something, you're lazy and you're a loser. Now back to the lecture at hand. 
Asia Wilson is a budding star. I mean, she's an Olympic gold medalist. She's an MVP. I mean, she's a collegiate winner. Only thing's missing from her resume is a WNBA championship. And she's going to get that by the time she retires from the WNBA. She is going to, she may have two rings by the time she's retired. She's that good. She's that box office. And it and, and, and to have them up at the podium, I mean, it was tough to watch. Just as a person who happens to be a reporter, it was tough to watch. I have to ask a question because Bill Lambeer said that he felt this team need to develop more mental toughness. Well, I'm like, you can't get any mentally tough, more mentally tough than what you've seen out of this group. I mean, this group won the first game in the series, got beat twice in two games, blew out a team in Phoenix that was star-studded and stacked, and then came and forced the game five to come back home. It doesn't get more mentally tough than that. And then it came down to a bucket. I can't agree with Bill Lane Pierre on that. And so I even asked Chelsea Gray about that. And it it it, it kind of bothered me to even ask her that at, at the time that I had to ask her. But it be, again, doing my job, I got to ask the questions. And you see Asia Wilson and you even see Kelsey Plum. I mean, they are upset. They are hurt. They are brokenhearted. And to me... That is a sign of a team that is going to be very lethal next year. They make the right moves. I don't know who needs to go. I don't know if Liz Cambage should stay or go. I don't know if Bill Lane Beer should stay or go. I think the Las Vegas Aces personally need a coaching change because everything that Bill Lane Beer has done up until this point, you've gotten only so far, man. You haven't gotten to, you haven't gotten to the mountaintop. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But maybe they, maybe the, the the Aces need a different voice in the locker room. Sometimes you need that. But for the other locker room and the Phoenix Mercury, San, Sandy Barndello done a phenomenal job with that team. I mean, who would have thought the Phoenix Mercury would be in the WNBA Finals with all the adversity they've gone through with the the injuries to Diana Tarazi, the the superstar that she is, and what she's meant to the game of basketball as a whole. I mean, Brittany Grind has really put a lot on her shoulders. I mean, Skylar Diggins Smith and what she's done. Shea Petty. I mean, all those ladies have really put in a lot of work. They've gone through the ups and downs of the season. And then the Chicago Sky. I mean, it's Candace Parker, who left the Los Angeles Sparks, who I would never think she would have left the Los Angeles Sparks. I thought she was going to retire a Spark, much like how we saw Kobe Bryant retire a L.A. Laker. That's how much I revere, I revere Candace Parker. I have so much tremendous amount of love and respect for Candace Parker and what she's done for the game of basketball as well and what she's done for the city of Los Angeles with bringing another title to the Sparks and then competing for another title the following year who came up short. And when you hear about the text messages from Candy, excuse me, uh, Courtney Vandersloop and convincing Candace Parker to come to Chicago and time to come back home. And you see the impact that Candace has had over the entire season when she went out with that ankle injury for about seven or eight games, that team was not the same team. And then when she came back, how that team went on a winning streak and they were a 500 team that got in the playoffs and ran the gauntlet. And now they are up one nothing in the WNBA Finals. Kalia Copper, my goodness gracious, that girl was out here in the basketball streets balling. She was on her Jim Jones balling because that's exactly what she was doing. And Candace Parker stepped up, but her leadership. And even head coach James Wade said, you know what, before the game, there was a lot of jitters because a lot of these, these young ladies have not been in this situation before. Candace Parker was probably the closest because she was in the WNBA uh, finals, I believe, in 17. 
But even Candace said, look, we are a confident bunch. That's why I came here. But we also know another reason why she came, because there was another dude gracing the sidelines in L.A. who are, who are now watching the WNBA finals on his couch because he couldn't get the job done. And you allowed your superstar, not star, not potential star, your superstar to walk away for nothing. Another star in the making in Chelsea Gray, the point guy who now plays for the Las Vegas Aces. You allowed her to walk away. So now Candace Parker is about to compete for her second WNBA championship. And the way that the Chicago Sky have been playing and the Phoenix Mercury, even though they look gassed and Diana Taurasi can say all oh, she wants, how fatigue didn't play a factor. They just got their asses kicked. Yeah, you did. But you guys were gassed. Make no mistake about it. That game five win was emotional as well as physical that you had to play on the road. So, yes, you guys were gassed. It's okay. Even your head coach said fatigue played a huge factor in that loss. And I do expect the Phoenix Phoenix Mercury to make significant adjustments in game two on Wednesday. Absolutely. But I don't see they have – I don't think they have uh, – they, they have – do they really have a plan for Candace Parker? Stephanie Dolson? Kalaya Copper? Courtney Vandersloot? Quigley? I mean, the Chicago Sky are rolling, and James Wade is keeping that team – sound and focus and i really do i would love to see this brother win a championship for all he's had the criticism he's had to take over the course of the season and you talk about racially insensitive you know jokes and and and, and statements that were made towards him questioning his intelligence because he comes he has a sudden draw that means nothing that man is as, as, as intelligent as they come i've covered this team throughout the entire season that man is as, is as intelligent as they come great guy High basketball IQ, knows how to coach his players, knows how to prepare his players. Oh, yeah, and it does help that he has Candace Parker. It does help. Part of the WNBA 25, I might add. And even Lisa Leslie praised her leadership and said this is probably the the best leadership example that she's seen out of Candace in her entire career. And that says that speaks volumes. Because we all know she played with Lisa Leslie her rookie year. The same year she won the MVP and the rookie of the year, by the way. Yeah, that was D. Candace Parker. Put some respect on her name. Everybody wants to high praise Diana Taurasi, and I get it. I like Diana Taurasi. She's always been cool with me. I, I, she's, she deserves every accolade that she gets. But we're not going to sit up here and negate everything that Candace Parker's had to go through. She's dealt with and overcame and the pressure that she's had coming out of the University of Tennessee. She's had more, probably more pressure than LeBron James for the level of expectation that's been placed on her. So we're we're not going to dare not put respect on the name of Candace Parker. Because let me tell you something. Candace Parker, she's already a first ballot Hall of Fame. She wins another ring. What more does she have left to prove? What does she have left to prove? Really? Like, what? Tell me. And that's not to say that the Phoenix Mercury, they may win and Diana gets her fourth her fourth championship. Absolutely. Let's put some respect on Diana Tarazi's name, too. And it was also brought up about Diana Tarazi and Candace Parker and why they don't really rock with each other. And Candace, as brilliant as she is, gave a, a fantastic answer. I respect her as an opponent. I respect her as a teammate when they played together in Russia. But if you know, you know. I'm not going to be the one to tell you what, what transpired. I do know, but I'm not going to be like an old refrigerator and can't hold water. Nope. 
If you know, you know. Oh, man. What else has been going on? You know what? I might read my man Jake in for a quick second. You know what's interesting, dude, about the NFL? What's that, bro? The fact that oh, we all found out. That, is, is, is anybody a deadlock in the NFL for the Super Bowl? Because I know we all put out Super Bowl predictions. Man. But, damn, I'm starting to edge <laughs> off my Super Bowl prediction, at least on one team. And that team is the Kansas City Chiefs because oh, my the goodness. Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs that we were accustomed to seeing. Now, I know the defense is, is, is lackluster. And and they couldn't they couldn't guard a, a standing trash can, but <laughs> I mean the Rams they're they're they they I mean they own that that Tyler Quali just to get by yeah but <laughs> but they're doing it you know but they're doing it but the Kansas City Chiefs I mean Buffalo went, went in there and whooped them like they stole something that that's one of the biggest surprises the AFC West I mean look you know I'm a Charger fan die hard I love my squad I didn't see four and one I saw maybe. Three and two did not see four and one. Who saw the Chiefs going the way they're going? Who saw the Dallas Cowboys being four and one? No one that, saw that. That is the biggest outside, and they showed yesterday. They, sh- I mean, excuse me, on Sunday rather. Yeah. They showed the the rookie coaches and how, who had the better record. And Brandon Staley has actually has the best record at four and one. Yeah. And you talk about four and one with the Dallas Cowboys. I did not see the Dallas Cowboys. No one be four and one. Nobody right saw now. Now, I did pick them to win the, 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 the NFC least. But it's a, gar- yeah, it's like a it's garbage, garbage division. We all know that. Right. You can win that division 8-8. Right. Eight eight. Let's let's be real about it. You know, but a, a, a college football team could win that division. Yeah, I, I, you know, if you, me, and like nine other media members got together, we might be able to get a wild card. Let's be real with it, you know, because <laughs> that division wow. is trash. But no one saw 4-1. and one. And their defense is so stellar this year. No one saw that coming. And, I, you know, it's good for the league when the Cowboys are good, though. It's good for the league, but, damn, didn't they come to the annoying-ass Cowboy fans? That, that's the only fallback my from God, they that, are uh, annoying. <laughs> like, my timeline is full of Cowboy fans. Oh, my God, this is our year. Yeah. You guys have been saying that since 1996. <laughs> for real. Ever, ever since the third Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, it's, is it, oh, my goodness. But, but Is it really your year? It's been the year every year since I think I was like you know in the Navy, bro. Like, <laughs> drop all eyes on me. It's been your year. When is? <laughs> but I it, mean, you gotta give them credit for for having the faith though. All these years, it's finally their year. Maybe, maybe. But listen, you know. <laughs> faith, foolishness, or presumption. I don't. No, no, no. Sounds, sounds like the 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 title of my new book coming out. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, the NFL is full of, uh, of unpredictable uh, uh, madness this year, and that's good. That's good. Like they always say, parody is good for the league. You don't want somebody you know is going to win. You know, like we knew the Chiefs were going to dominate. You know, and all this stuff. But you, I love seeing the Bills and how they're just like. Defensive monsters. Josh Allen's coming into his own. He, he is a bona fide star, and I love it. Justin Herbert. I know he's going to be good, but like you always say in your words, the man is box office. This kid's going to be the truth. So there's no telling. There's no telling. I, I think the Raiders would have been real good until this Gruden thing happened. You know that he's divided the locker room. So 
I don't, I don't, I, I, I never have faith in the Raiders because here's the thing with the Raiders, right? The Raiders are unpredictable like LA weather. You cannot, <laughs> you don't know which team is going to show up week right. in and week out. And I, and, and once they were exposed by the Chargers on Monday night, oh, I knew they yes. were not going to be the same moving forward. Yep. But I tell you what, I got a new, I have a new respect for Josh Allen. I never thought Josh Allen was bad. I thought it may be a, t- a, t- a tendency of being overhyped in yes. the beginning because yes. they're trying to find their next quote unquote savior. And so I felt like, okay, Josh Allen, yeah, okay, Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But then as I watched Buffalo more and more ever since last season, and I'm watching them, obviously they didn't have a great outing in the the very first game against the Steelers. But as they moved forward, it seemed like they learned a lot from that game. And when I watched them going to Arrowhead, which is never an easy place to play, when you have the Kansas City Chiefs on a Sunday night football game. And they went in there and whooped the Chiefs like they stole something. And to me, the way Josh Allen had so much command and poise throughout that game, especially in the second half, yep. that showed me a lot. And it seemed like Pat Mahomes came completely unglued at certain at certain spots in the second half. The team itself, they've got to build up their defense. You cannot your defense, your best defense cannot be your offense. I know this is an offensive driven league, but your best defense cannot be your offense nope. because your defense when you're playing. That's why the Chargers went in there and beat them. The Chargers went in there and beat them based upon their defense because mind yeah. you, Justin Herbert didn't have the greatest game. He no. had a good game, a good but game. it wasn't yeah. his greatest performance right. thus far of the season. But the defense who stepped in, guys like Joey Bosa, guys like Drew Tranquil, guys like like Derwin James mm-hmm. and Nazir Adderley and the rest of those boys that came in there and handled their business. That is why they were successful at Arrowhead. And if the Chargers go ahead, I said this before, the Chargers go ahead and sweep the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. split with the Raiders more than likely because depending on where the seating is at the, the last game yeah. in Week 17, yep. if they can sweep the Broncos, the Chargers can win this division. It's Easy. absolutely attainable. I, it's very much attainable. The, the, the thing I've liked, though, about the whole thing with the Chiefs, every week it's either Pat Mahomes' brother or now his fiance <laughs> spewing at the mouth, talking about the ref screwed us. Come on now. Yeah, the she ref... got diarrhea of the jaw. Yeah. And Pat Mahomes just got to be sitting there like, just can both of y'all shut the hell up, please? Like, don't embarrass me. You know, his brother squirting water on, on Ravens late. fans. Man, it's going on. But hey, this is good for the league, man. I, I, I there's, there's nothing that's predictable right now, and, and that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it's it, if you're a betting person, it sucks because you don't know what, <laughs> where, where it lies. But right. I think Buffalo. I mean, watching Buffalo, watching the Chargers, you know, even watching the Cleveland Browns. I mean, when you watch yeah. what Baker Mayfield has done in in in, in two close games against the, the Chiefs and against the, the Chargers mm-hmm. on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, there's potential there. There may be missing a wide receiver. They may be missing. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, somebody maybe a, 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 in, in, in interior defense. Yeah. Obviously, they have they didn't have Davion Clowney on Sunday because he was injured. But right. they, they, they to me, I think the Browns are a wide receiver away from really getting to the, where they need to get to, and so that's going to be scary moving forward for the Browns. So I think they're moving in the right direction. I like the defense. I like the secondary with JJ um, and and Troy Hill that yeah. they came over from the Rams. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the AFC. The AFC is wide open. To me, wide I still open. think in the NFC, I still think it's up to the the, the Chargers, I mean, excuse me, the, the Rams, um, the Buccaneers. I did say the Green Bay Packers, but damn, I, they I hate barely to say won it. that game, bro. And I'm I'm gonna throw up in my mouth when I say this, but <laughs> maybe the Cowboys. Oh it's our year. I gotta go to 
I gotta go to break, y'all. I'll be right back. This is the morning. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. I gotta go. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, final segment of this show. We were talking about Inglewood High earlier and in the city of Inglewood. I have to send my condolences and rest in peace to an Inglewood legend better known as Red Rum. He was a hip-hop artist, OG in the game, OG in the streets. Uh, passed away uh, this past weekend. A soldier gone too soon, so rest in peace to Red Rum. And condolences out to his family and friends and people that knew him. I uh, just want to give uh, pay my respects to that, that brother as well. Now, moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also playing Inglewood, a SoFi Stadium, coming off of a bye. <sighs> the offense may not be so electric. Justin Herbert, late in the well, in the fourth quarter, I should say, threw a very costly pick to Adrian Phillips, who ran it back for a 26-yard touchdown, and that pretty much iced the game for the Los Angeles Chargers. A very disappointed Brandon Staley came to the podium, spoke, but a pissed-off Keenan Allen has some very interesting words to say as it pertains to how he felt about the loss. Uh, today it was all us. Um, I didn't see anything that they did that we couldn't understand what was going on. I didn't think any of it was anything. Uh, we thought it was going to be man. They've been running man on film. They came out. It was on. We knew they was going to do that because they can't cover us. So and that's what they did. So. Can't say I blame him. And he, Keenan Allen's been here ever since he was drafted from Cal. So he's seen a lot overcome a lot, accomplished a lot, and dealt with some of the same things that have been constantly happening to this team. Not being able to get out of their own way. There's no reason why the Los Angeles Chargers should have lost to the New England Patriots. Even Mac Jones admitted he didn't play his best game, but yet everybody else around him played well. This wasn't the best performance for Justin Herbert. And now... The Los Angeles Chargers are riding a two-game losing streak, which is very concerning. When you face the Baltimore Ravens on the road, now you, uh, you went on a bye, came off a bye at home, and you don't even beat the Patriots, who are now 2-0 and at SoFi against the L.A. Chargers, by the way. So it wasn't 45 to nothing, but an L is still an L. So how do they turn this thing around? It's the offense. Defense played well. Defense, I told you guys in the beginning of the season, the defense was going to be the identity of this team. The defense has it together. The offense, week in and week out, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you don't know which offense you're going to get. And I, will, I, haven't been, I have not been impressed with the running game. And I said it before, you should have got you a veteran at the running, at the running back position to go along with Austin Eckler. Justin Jackson had a nice run. But how many times have we seen that? And now the Tennessee Titans are potentially going to get Adrian Peterson because of the, the injury to Derrick Henry. Somebody the Chargers should have gotten. Now what? Now what do you do? Because you're going on a road to Philly. And you should be able to you should be able to mop the floor with Philly. But road games are never easy. And there's no guarantee that Philly ain't going to lay down. And if you lose in Philly, dear God Almighty, did you see the have you seen the schedule? I know Jake wants to cover his eyes right about now. Because when I look at the schedule for the Chargers moving forward, so you have the Eagles, the Vikings at home, the Steelers at home on Sunday night, which is more than likely that's going to be a Steeler home game. And then you go on the road to end the month at the Denver Broncos, which should be a win. 
But with this team, you never know. Then they play the Bengals on the road December 5th, by the way. Bengals are playing some really good football. I know they I know they tricked it off, you know, earlier in, in you know, against the Jets. Good Lord. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I'm not even a Bengals fan, but goodness gracious, you lost to the Jets. Chargers got to pull it together, man. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm choking like the Atlanta Braves. Uh, speaking of Braves, how the hell do you not close out an opportunity to win a World Series championship in your place and you let the Houston Astros pretty much pimp slap you all across the field and now they're forcing a game six back in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Do you people honestly think that the Atlanta Braves are going to beat the Houston Astros now that they got to go travel back to Texas? And you think the you think Dusty Baker and the Astros are going to allow them to come in their house to take what they believe is theirs? Because let me tell you something. Say what you want about the Astros. And I know they everybody claims that they cheated and whatnot. Okay, fine. This year they didn't cheat. So what's the excuse this year if they win? I know there are a lot of bitter Dodger fans out there. I know there are a lot of bitter other fans out there that don't want the Astros to win. I get it. That's fine. That's all part of sports. But when you look at it from a non-objective perspective, if some of you people can do that, what's the excuse of that Houston Astros win this year? What are y'all going to say now? Because you got to give props to Dusty Baker. And if and if I'm going to pull for somebody, I like to see Dusty Baker win a World Series title. Lord knows he's been in the, in the, in the sport of baseball for decades. If anybody deserves a title, it's him. The man took on one of the hardest jobs in sports and one of the most controversial jobs in sports with an organization that has been known for, for cheating and doing other things that have been immoral in the front office. So we'll see how this plays out. But <clears throat> Atlanta, you choked. Uh, typical Braves. All right. I got to bring in my man extraordinaire back, Jake Warner, yeah, engineer yeah. extraordinaire, producer to the stars. <laughs> Hey, man, I've been saying a whole lot. I worked up quite an appetite, man. I know I'm ready to eat. Yeah, let's get to it, man. I'm starving. Let's go. All right. So the city of Oakland, look, let me try that again. I'm choking like the Braves. The city of Oakland looks to be coming close to having an expansion basketball team. Former WNBA player Alana Beard is leading the charge to bring a WNBA team there. Do you think this will help the league, and will this team be successful in this market? You know, it's interesting. I was talking to, I was talking about this last week, mm-hmm. and I do think that it could definitely help the league. I don't think it can hurt the league. Um, I do believe it. We've been talking about expansion, and when I had uh, Terica uh, Foster Brasby on, who was a host and a reporter that covers the WNBA mm-hmm. pretty extensively. You know, we were talking about sites uh, for possible expansion for the league because the league has been talking about expansion for the last couple of years. Right. I never thought about Oakland, but I do remember that once upon a time, there was a rumor before Magic Johnson and Mark Walter bought the Los Angeles Sparks because the previous owner could not afford to run the Sparks and they were going to put it up for sale. There was one point in time that they were thinking about moving to Oakland because of the Golden State Warriors and they were playing at Oracle and that whole thing and that connection. And then Obviously, we all know how that ended. But I never thought Oakland would be back in the mix when it comes to sports franchises because Lord knows they lost the Raiders and they lost the Warriors to other places. Yeah. And potentially they may lose the Oakland A's because Oakland A's ain't a, ain't a guaranteed lock. 
No, like they could they could they could potentially still move to Las Vegas. There's still there's still there's still some some talk, not much talk. And I haven't right. talked to one of my guys that's that's connected with Vegas, but for all intents and purposes, I think it could help the league depending on how much the league supports it. I don't know how the city would handle it um, long term. Obviously, when a new a new basketball franchise comes, they'll embrace it like anything else. But I don't know how 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 long term how long that would hold up in that type of market because Oakland is still a small market compared to San Francisco, compared to Las Vegas and other cities that we that her and I had talked about like Houston or Philadelphia, uh, things like that. So we'll see. Well, you know, it's just like the fan base in Anaheim. Anaheim is con- next to San Diego is like considered one of the smallest fan bases for baseball. And, and Oakland would be that for the WNBA, in my opinion. You know, I, I think if they were in San Francisco, it'd be a different, you know, because San Francisco is so progressive when it comes to, you know, change and, and, and gender roles and all this stuff. So, you know, who knows, man? Who knows? But you may be on something with that. Now. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted LL Cool J and Jay-Z over the weekend with some help from Dave Chappelle, Dr. Dre, and Eminem. How did you like the show overall? And uh, with all the hip-hop influence, is it time to change the name of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm. Good, 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 good dish, man. Um, you know what? I, I like the show personally. I was glad to see Jay-Z get in. I thought LL was long overdue. He should have been in a long time ago, even before, you know, the late great Tupac and, and and Big were even mentioned. I think LL should have been one of the ones outside of Chuck D uh, that should have been in there first, along with NWA. Um, so I'm glad LL got his just due because he he did. And Dr. Dre, I'm glad Dr. Dre said this when he was in, in introducing him. He did turn, he did coin the, the term GOAT, greatest of all time. The first time you heard the word GOAT was LL Cool J. Absolutely. Whom, yep. whom he named an album after. Yeah. So he was the first to come up with that term. I hope he trademarked it. I really do hope he trademarked yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a question I would love to ask LL. Hey, man, did you trademark GOAT? Just, just want to know. But I, I like Jay-Z's speech. Uh, Jay-Z did a great speech. Surprisingly, and I'm not saying that Jay's not a stand-up guy. Right. I mean, I've met him a couple of times. He's always been a very, you know respectful guy mm-hmm. but i was very surprised when he when he when he acknowledged dame dash in his speech that was big uh, talking yes. about the early the early rockefeller days i, I know him and kareem biggs burke are, are on good terms and good friends and he mentioned kareem biggs burke as well but right. you know he you know jay was real he said look i know we don't see eye to eye but i'm not gonna negate your accomplishments you know you were part of history we, we create we all created something together that will never be duplicated ever again which is true right. rockefeller records right. the way it was constructed you'll never see that again um it, that's why i was so it's so legendary and so well respected and i was glad to hear that i was glad to hear jay do that even though i'm not the biggest dame dash fan either but you can't negate what dame did and what his influence in hip-hop and in the world of business has been over the course of time absolutely so, absolutely props to jay-z and, and congratulations to LL and Jay-Z. And to answer the latter part of the question, yeah, I think it's time. I think you have a lot more hip-hop influences. you got more hip-hop artists being inducted coming up. I think Biggie is the next one uh, to get in, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm sure there'll be a few others that need to get in. Um, you know, uh, whether it be solo or whether it be group-wise. 
I think there's some other groups. I think EPMD needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think, you know, Wu Tang Clan. Are they are they in the, are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already? I had to double check that, but I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think they if are. They're, if they're not, Wu Tang Clan definitely needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think the Ghetto Boys need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think UGK needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think Jermaine Dupree needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I think Bone Thugs and Harmony need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If we're gonna be honest, E40 needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Too short. Um, you know, there's a plethora of, of artists that need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think DJ Quick needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because all the all that what he's contributed to the to to music and as a whole, man, stop. This man worked from everybody from second to none to Snoop to Nate Dogg to working with Dr. Dre all the way to Janet Jackson. I agree with everything you said. You know, they were eligible. Wu-Tang was eligible in 2017 um, because it was 25 years after the first release. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I agree they should change the name of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and, and here's the other thing about all that. Just call it the All Music um, Hall of Fame. Exactly. But Rock and Roll was invented by us. So, it was. you know, absolutely. The term was it invented was. by us. And I do have to right. say one thing and about... Form. Absolutely. I do have to say one thing about Jay-Z that he did a Mia Copa that I... I Because I, I was upset when I watched it. He didn't give love to Jazzy O at the speech. But he went on Twitter and said, Jazz, my bad. Without you, I would have never been, you know, where I'm at today. So he gave him his love, but he didn't do it at the speech, which kind of sucks because he start, <sighs> got him started. He got him started. Hawaiian well, Sophie, you know, without, without Hawaiian Sophie, there's no Jay-Z. <laughs> well, and the thing about sometimes, you know, you in the moment, and I understand I you that, got though, so yeah. much time. Yeah. Because, doc, because, you know, Dr. Dre didn't, not, didn't, didn't mention DOC, but then Ice Cube did. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Dre did it on purpose because no. Dre and DOC's relationship goes back decades. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't think it was done on purpose. Like, I don't think Jay-Z's, was done on purpose about Jazz O. That's why he went immediately to Twitter and said, hey, let me, hey, I'm, I apologize, yada, right. yada, yada. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I think sometimes you get caught up in a moment. You just, because he freestyled it. He didn't have anything written. No, he just I freestyled that. it. That's, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you forget, man, it, it, you know, but I'm glad he made up for it. So that's all I care. No, he did. And, and, that, and that's why I'm showing love. I just, you know, there's a lot of people that you, you could think and don't. but And there's a lot of people I'd love to see. I'd love to see Cube. You know, I'm a big Cube fan. He need to be in the Hall of Fame. Dre need to be as in the Hall of Fame. As a solo artist? Yeah, yeah as, as a solo artist. artist. Yep. You know. Like Dre said, who else beyond 30 years has gone 30 years in the game and is still relevant? Right. <laughs> I'm like, Dre, talk your talk, boy. Talk your talk. I, I, yeah, Dre, man, yeah. He, he He's still relevant and he can still make hits. Absolutely. All right, y'all, that is the the Moments Brunch for this week. Thank you so much, Jake. Thank you so much for all of y'all tuning in this week. That is our show. Appreciate you tuning in. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, where you can find fine podcasts like this for free 99. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Make sure you follow me also on Twitter at Nick Hamilton213 and Jake Warner at Big Brother Jake on all streaming platforms, excuse me, all social media platforms. And thank you to everyone at SiriusXM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. Until next week, y'all be safe, take care. Stop being soft. I'm out.